And now for your Connecticut County Sheriff's Report with Brian Smith here on Q Media Group's On Demand. So, and good morning, Brian. Good morning, Robin. We'll let the cat out of the bag a little bit here. Brian and I chat Thursday mornings, but he had some business to take care of on Thursday morning, and nobody else wanted to talk to me. We were going to try to get somebody to fill in for him, and anyway, we had to just go ahead and record something quickly here so we could get together. And Brian, thanks for doing that. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're very welcome. Well, let's talk a little bit. I'm hoping there hasn't been too much that's happened since we last chatted on Thursday. Has there been much in the way of activity there, dear? You know, locally, we've uh, we had a really quiet uh, weekend since we spoke last. Um, we have not had any new arrests. We've had similar, you know, calls for service. We're averaging in that 36 calls for service range per day. And, uh, you know, we've still got our, our assortment of uh, scams and thefts, uh, suspicious calls coming in. We had a couple fire, a couple new fire calls. So we just spoke about that last week, and uh, obviously with stuff the way it is, there's more fire risk since we're a little later in the burning season. So like I said, check those check those chimneys. And we had, uh, looks like we had about four new burglary-type calls, so there's still some burglary theft stuff going on out there, as we're, we're aware, but nothing out of what I would consider our normal. Didn't think you'd mind if we just touch on, you know, there was kind of a bigger story on Sunday, this past Sunday, where like a car was stolen and, and some things happened, and they headed, I think, from Blaine and then ended up around Braham, and they had, wasn't it, Brian, 65 and 107, they had to divert traffic or something? Obviously, you guys, everybody kind of yeah. knows what's shaking there, but specifically, Kennebec County did not have to get involved, correct? Yeah, we were not directly involved. Obviously, they did reach out to us because they were coming our way, and it was coming at a high rate of speed. This is not not normal for us. Usually, if stuff happens down in the suburbs, it's usually it, it doesn't end up here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually quite a way south of us by the time it is resolved. But this particular case, uh, it started in Blaine. Apparently, it started from a, a theft or robbery call initially, um, and then that that turned into a carjacking and uh, perpetrators there's two suspects and they were armed and they they carjacked somebody and stole their truck and then in that vehicle a pursuit was started down in the suburbs and they ended up on highway 65 and coming north and uh, we're going through isani county fortunately it was it was stopped right at the brim 107 intersection there. I wasn't down there myself, so I can't tell you exactly, but the pursuit was terminated and and they crashed the vehicle and went off-road. Uh, but they they got out and apparently a, a gunfight ensued and uh, there was a Anoka, City of Anoka squad that was involved in the pursuit. There was a canine that was shot and one of the suspects was shot and died at the scene. The canine was brought to a vet, emergency vet, immediately, and and from what I've heard, the the canine is doing well and looks like it should recover. And the the second suspect was apprehended there at the scene in North Isani County. Well, I know I I had heard a gal was interviewed, and she'd been driving on 65, and she said 
the speed that these vehicles were going, it was scary for the other folks who were on the road at the time, as I can only imagine, uh, because she said, I didn't know where I was going to go. They were, come, I believe, coming at her. I think she must have been going the opposite direction. And, you know, kind of a scary deal for drivers. And that's a big part of this. I know sometimes you wonder when these things come up, Obviously, you guys have to have to follow these these folks and, and and stop them as much for other folks' safety as anything else. I mean, sometimes you hear people, well, I don't know why they just didn't let them go. It's not worth, you know, and it's like, well, no, because you can't just let them go, right? In some cases, you can. Um, in this particular case, this is one that you could not just let go because the suspects had engaged in some very dangerous behavior prior to the pursuit. And allowing that to continue, who knows who could have been hurt or killed. Mm-hmm. So in those types of situations, it's, there's as much risk in allowing them to continue as there is to stopping the pursuit. So, yeah, it's a tough one, uh, you know, and, and we're trained to continually evaluate pursuit as it goes. And if the risks outweigh the rewards, you know, we will stop that pursuit. Sure. But in this particular case, we had two armed individuals that had already committed two armed thefts, basically. Robberies were very dangerous in what they were doing, and, and there's no reason to know that, hey, the, oh, no, they're just going to stop that. Right. Um, no, absolutely. Yeah. So those types of individuals need to be apprehended, and, uh, and, and that's what they did. I was going to ask too, Brian, because this is just, you know, layman wondering, you know, it sounded like it started, as you mentioned, the suburbs and then just came north. How does the jurisdiction work? I mean, the one, whoever starts the chase, let's say, or is after them, they can stay with it crossing into the different jurisdictions. Am I right on that? Yes, that's true. Law enforcement in Minnesota are licensed in the state of Minnesota. So even though their primary jurisdiction, like mine, is here in Kanaba County, or let's say the Anoka officer that works for the city of Anoka, our primary jurisdictions obviously are where that city or county is, or, um, you know, there's some state officers too, but we're all licensed in the state, and we have full powers across the state of Minnesota. Okay, that's what I was wondering. We don't have to stop at some some geographical line. You know, once, once that action has taken place and and we are in pursuit of that action, we can cross those lines and we have just as much authority and just as much arrest power outside of our own jurisdiction as we do inside it. And even crossing state lines, there's there's communications amongst our border counties with uh, the other states. So getting across that line, uh, it's not something where somebody's just going to stop and let you go. Makes a lot of sense. Well, again, I'm glad nobody else was hurt. It could have been worse, you know. There could have been a crash that involved other innocent people. Um, those are things that we obviously take into account in, in apprehending suspects. And uh, if the if the risk is too great and, and we can find them some at another time, um, we will certainly do that and, and terminate those ahead of time and, and catch them at a later date. But some instances, there's a lot of unknown. You don't know who you're after, and you know that they're committing dangerous uh, felonies, you really just can't let them go. A tough deal. And again, with the way the weather was, I do think 65 and some of the major roads were pretty much wet, but I know a lot of the side roads were really slippery in spots, and uh, in, right. in that regard, too, it could have been even worse. 
Right. Each situation, yeah. you have to take that in hand. Well, before I let you go today, Brian, I did want to ask you, and there's no tie-in to what we just talked about, but I was a little curious. I know when I go to the website uh, for Canaba County and, and do that, if you ever have any questions, they have lots of, lots of good answers for you there if you have something that's your specific department you need to look at or whatever. So it's CanabaCounty.org. But under the sheriff's heading there, um, I did want to ask about gun permits. I know folks need to get that done sometimes. Can they just go to the website to get that information, Brian, or what do you recommend? Uh, you know, that's a great place right now. If you just want information, um, you can get it from the website. We've worked really hard at trying to get that information so that it's easy to access and people can get their questions answered and get the forms they need right from the right from the website. There is a facet of that that needs to be done in person, um, but you can get the pre-work done quicker. And, and have that all ready so that you come in with the required documents um, and it'll make your stop here at the courthouse a little quicker and a little easier for everybody. Yeah, I know just looking here myself at the website, it, it has, you know, permit to purchase applications can be found here and then you just click on it and that comes up and you can, as Brian mentioned, you can fill it in and that just is one less thing to have to do when you get there kind of thing. There's a signature requirement that, you know, it, to prove that it's you, you need to sign for it in okay. person. So you do the you do the signature when you get here, um, and then you drop your your paperwork off, your application off here at the courthouse, and we'll get that processed as fast as we can. It says the application time, uh, the approval process could take maybe up to seven days, something like that. Correct? Yeah, for a, for a permit to acquire, so like a permit to purchase, mm-hmm. um, those. Uh, could take seven to ten days. Um, generally speaking, we have them within a week. So usually within seven seven days, uh, you'll get those back. And then uh, the permit to uh, carry, those have a little to longer time frame. We have up to thirty days to process those. So if we need to if we need to dig a little deeper into some information, uh, it, it provides that time to do that. But in most in most cases. Those are done in, the, in just about the same time frame as a permit to acquire. Okay. Right. There is a cost, too, Brian, if somebody is interested in that permit to carry. I know my son just finished up uh, a class here recently over in, in Pine City, actually. But there is a, a cost to it, too. There is, a, I, I said it's here, what, uh, $90? Is that about right? Right. Um, so, uh, well, there's, there's a few different um, prices there. But for, okay. for a new permit, um, it's $90 for a renewal permit, it's $75, um, or if you're a veteran, um, it's a $10 fee. Good to know. And this is one of those yeah. things, as I'm looking over the website, this is a good example. If you have any questions on it, it's all right there. Everything is answered for you, and as Brian mentioned, the paperwork you'd need, where to go, what needs to happen, uh, if it's your first time looking at that, or if you're doing the renewal process or whatever. So. I encourage you to go to the website. A lot of good information there, Brian. Yeah, we try to we try to put as much there as we can, and uh, when we find new stuff that people are asking questions that isn't answered, we try and get that on there and update that as soon as we can. Sounds good. Well, and before I let you go today, Brian, was there anything else that we could touch on before I let you get on with your day? I know for those laws we're talking about permits for those that are they're looking at their getting their permits, and we talked about you know I usually take somewhere within a week. You know, if you get your permit in early in the week, you probably get it a little quicker. If you get it in late in the week, it, it usually will get rolled over into the next week. 
Um, so it'll take a little longer. So if you're in a hurry, get those things in Monday, if at all possible. Tuesday is okay, but anything after Wednesday, and uh, you might not see it till that next week. Sure. Just a timing thing. I get that completely. So it is, It's a timing thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Brian, I so appreciate you taking time out and doing this interview with me. Uh, again, a kind of accommodating the time frame here. And I will look forward to catching up with you. Gosh, we'll be into the month of March the next time we chat. I know. It's crazy how fast this is going. It is going quick. Nice to have the warmer temps, that's for sure. Makes life a little bit easier. And before we know it, we'll have the daylight saving time kicking in as well. So that'll take it to a whole nother level. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, I'm still getting used to the extra daylight that we have. It's kind of throwing me off uh, from time to time here lately. Well, they say that we're gaining three minutes of daylight each day now. I mean, that's how much we're getting extra. So we're definitely on Boy. that better side of things, which is awesome. It seems it seems faster than that even. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I'll take it. It's great. Absolutely. Well, Brian, again, appreciate your time, and we will catch up next week. Sounds good. Right. Talk to you then. You have been listening to a Q Media Group production.